Hello, Pastor Deborah here. I bet you're surprised to see me, especially in this series of The King and the Kingdom. If you remember, I had been standing up for maybe an hour or so, talking to all that came into the garden. And we were talking about the Creator and him being a king and his kingdom. And then we got off onto about having the word, which is real important, be the king of our three-part system. And how words were created, why they want to rule us, how they're planted in us. The whole series has been about the word. The reason is, that's what got us in trouble, disobeying the word. So this new King and Kingdom series is going to take it a little bit further about the Word and its desire and its placement of the crown, the law of the system. So let's get started. This is a new King and Kingdom series. We're still in the topic of the word. Do you remember all the others? Okay, you do. What were some of the topics? It wants to rule us. Yes, 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 that is correct. And why did it want to rule us? Because it wants to be in control? Well, yes, why? Because it was good? Yes. Were there any bad words out there? Oh, there were. Have you listened to any bad words? Oh dear. Any bad words been implanted in you? Okay, well, we'll dig them up. We'll get their roots out and we'll take care of that at the end of the video. So we're just doing a little reflection back. I think the last one we talked about was how do we keep a word, which is what? The out breathing the spirit its thoughts its concepts its ideas its feelings it's the out breathing of someone I'm not quite sure if trees have words they do speak to us but they can in the natural they talk to us sort of but in the spirit realm all the trees talk all the animals talk, even the flowers, they sing. So everything has a voice. You'll learn about the word, that it is implanted, and it was given to all things to speak. Now the word we've been talking about is how this word who desired to be a king, a ruler, a master of the spirit of a human, the soul of a human with its will and emotions and its physical body. This word, whether it was good or evil, wanted to be the master of this territory of spirit, soul, and body, desired to control all 
the territory. It would put up its defenses so no other word could come in. At high walls, gates with doors closed. And they kept everybody inside. Now, good words do that also because they don't want bad things coming in. Words were the formation, the symbols of ideas, of thoughts, of feelings. Now we're going to get into a little bit more about law. Excuse me. About the word. The word, when it comes from an authoritative position, a king, a ruler, a leader, even your own soul and spirit, it desires to be obeyed. Why? Because built into the word, good or bad, is a principle, a law, that the word is to be obeyed. And the reason that was set like that was the original creator even put his word as a law over his own name. He was teaching us that even he himself, who created everything, would submit to his own word. His word must be above him. But it was him. But he tells us that he put his word, let me read it to you, in Psalms, the Songs of David. In Psalms 38.2, it says, I worship towards your holy temple, says King David, and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. For you have magnified, placed, given preeminence your word above all your name. Why would you put your word above your name? Because this creator was smart. Oh boy, was he smart. He knew that he had to teach us. When you're a teacher, we'll use the policemen. They are enforcers of the law. They don't create the law. The legislators create the law. The policemen enforce the law and they obey the law. Now the legislators, they say what is good and proper and keeps chaos away and has order. Well, we have to have a rule, a law that has enforcement behind it. So they make a law. 
and they say speed limit in a residential section is 25. Why would that law be there? Because there's children and elderly, people walking. They do not want chaos in a neighborhood. They don't want people hurt. So to keep people safe, to have order when there could be chaos, a law was written, designed, and placed above everybody's head. Now, when somebody disobeys the law, who wrote it like the legislators, what do we call them? Hypocrites, that's right. Like it's, you do this, but I don't have to do this. I am better than you. I am not having to live under the same laws. We see that also a lot with rich people. Very well-to-do politicians, leaders of nations. They don't live under the same laws that they set out for everybody else. We all see it. We all know they're doing it. And we don't like it. Now, this God who originally developed law and order, sort of the first legislator, the first politician, if you want to call him that, a king, said, I have to have order in my kingdom, my territory. Because if I don't, I know these creatures. They'll just go nuts and bonkers. They'll do anything they want to do. They won't stay where I plant them. They'll be hurting everything and just chaos will erupt and just that's what the world will be, chaos. Now we hear a lot about chaos in the Egyptian, ancient Egyptian culture. They believed chaos was on earth and it was. And they needed gods to keep it under control. Whether it was the weather, famine, war, the Nile not rising up, locusts coming, death occurring. Chaos was here. And they believed that only a god, the Pharaoh, could hold it back. So order and law have been with humanity since the very, very beginning. So this god, this first leader, politician, legislator, said, my creation's got to have some order. Everything I'm creating, the seen and the unseen, every force, every power, everything, must have order, must operate by law. And at the same time, systems must operate by law. Creatures and human beings to come and animals, everything will have law. And I must magnify it, place it above my head. And I too, being a righteous king, so you would never look at me, call me a hypocrite or an elite 
or that I'm better than you, even though I am, I too will submit to this law that I will magnify above my name. And then I will demonstrate how that works throughout all of time. How important the law is. So I will put my word as law. My word will be the law. I will magnify it. I will put it above my head. Above my name. And I'm how we understand what that means is I'll show you I got my illustrations right here he says my word is a lamp it will light the way it will show chaos or show you I will put that above my head as a High thing. We see that in the Statue of Liberty. We see it in torches. How it lights the way for us in the darkness. He knew darkness was coming. He said, but my word that I am going to make as my law. I'm going to make it a light. Then, I'm going to put it right on top of my head. My word is going to be a crown. It's going to be the high point. When you look at my head, you will see the law. You will see the symbol of the law, my crown. You will see light coming out of it. You will know that I have placed a symbol of my word. I have placed my word in my crown my crown sits above my head and it shines out the law a light bright and glorious that all may see so what happens since I put the word as a crown on my head it will show all that a king's word is law and I will wear the crown to prove it, trying to get it straight here. I will wear the law above my head. I will sit and you will see the crown of law that rules everything. It's above me. I have magnified it. And I will submit to it myself. So this king made the law more powerful, more magnificent and gave it a weight and a power above his name oh his name was everything it was anything it needed to be but above his head it went so what was in the law everything That's what got us in trouble. He created the word, his outbreathing of himself, his thoughts, his whole ideas 
of kingdoms and territories. He knew that all of creation had to have, excuse me, I'm looking down here, I'm not doing this right today. He knew that all of creation, let me straighten this out a little bit. If you see me going up and down, it's because I'm messing with my laptop. He knew he must magnify, raise his word. He must submit to it. All the creatures must submit to it. All of the powers and the forces and the elements, they would be guided by law. All kinds of law. There's a law for the grasshopper. There's a law for the grass, for the suns, the stars. There's a law for water. There's a law of sickness and disease. There's laws of love. Did you know love is a law? Oh yeah, in the spiritual kingdom of heaven. It's called the royal love. Love God with all your heart. Serve him with gladness. And love your neighbor. Might be that angel right over there. Might be one of your other humans. It was a royal law. It was the mother. Love was the mother. The bond of the whole family. Love was a law. <laughs> and love had rules. So when the law was magnified, his word, we see that he speaks, it's done. Ooh, you don't even have to sign the papers. He doesn't have to put any ink on the paper. Just done. The law is created. And inherent in it is the magnitude of the law. And if something gets unlawful, disobeys the law, his word, it becomes a criminal, a trespasser, dysfunctioning, not operating like it's supposed to, broken. Doesn't that sound like humanity? So when he created even his first round of servants, angels you know those guys that are up there well they were born with the law inside of them his word now, they didn't necessarily love him they were servants they were to obey well this one guy he didn't like that because he thought he should he was so beautiful because he forgot got blinded by this beauty and this light that he had which was the guy who created him's light and it blinded him he thought it was his violence and chaos came inside of him he disobeyed the law instead of being a servant and in his place he decided I want to take over I'm going to have a revolution. 
and we're going to take down this aristocrat, this king, and we're going to chop his head off, and we're going to rule heaven. We see that all the time down here on earth. One regime taking down another. Violence. Because they want all the perks. They want to be the one who serves as Sauron in the Lord of the Rings. The master who serves no one. Well, that's who God was. He was the master, the creator, the Lord, the owner. And he served no one. But that wasn't true. He put his word he served himself. He served his word that he had placed and magnified. When he, he took the crown, the word, he put it above his head. He said, I will serve it. I will serve the law that I created. I will abide by it. I will not break the law my word if I say something I will fulfill it if I said it I mean it I place my word above my head as a crown and I will not take the crown off I will submit myself to my own words now all that was done before anybody and anything was ever created this vow of his heart to submit to himself to his own word all of creation would see he was a faithful king trustworthy Bided by his own law. He would not break it. For anything. He was a fair judge. He operated by laws in the courtroom. He listened impartially to witnesses and evidence. Law was a part of his life. Even love was law. So he placed his word above himself, above his own nature. And he said, I will submit to it. I will magnify it. You will see me. If I speak, I will do what I say. You'll never have any doubt in me. You'll be able to trust me. And trust my word. That I too will fulfill it. Might take a long time. But I will not break my word. Now there was a few incidences. That due to his feelings. Of anger against the flesh. That humanity had become. He wanted to do some stuff. But he had to stop himself. So he went and called some guy named Jonah. He said, look. These people over here, they're flesh creatures. They're just 
irritating me and my law says I got to destroy them but I don't want to do it help me to turn from my anger I need a reason go and speak to them speak these words I give to you go to Nineveh but Jonah didn't like those people at Nineveh they weren't one of his kind they weren't from his town they weren't even of so he ran away he said no I ain't going you go yourself remember God had made himself a law he was illegal down here he had to either be in partnership with a human or inside of a human but he could not be inside of mankind because they were dirty filthy they had no Holy Spirit so he was cut off so he wanted Jonah to go and speak to these people in Nineveh so he could turn from his wrath that the law required and that his feelings were getting a little out of control here well, Jonah ran the other way because he didn't like him. that wasn't following the law of love because flesh can't do it and he got swallowed up by a whale and in the belly of the whale which could represent many things he's crying out to this God and the whale spits him out and he goes to Nineveh and preaches and talks and the people won't believe in him what he said about this God and this God turns from his wrath he needs help sometimes so he gives himself time he goes seeking somebody to help him because if not he will have to fulfill the law the law you sin you die and that's what the flesh does he tried to fight with it he tried to strive against it and work with it gave it laws called the ten commandments for the flesh said here's how you obey me you can't do it spiritually because you dead to me you lost your holy spirit you're a dead spirit to me but let's try to work with the flesh let's work with your flesh here are the Ten Commandments for your flesh. And all the Old Testament is working with the flesh. He was trying as hard as he could to get these people to change their flesh because he couldn't work with their spirit. He was working from the in, from out here to the soul and the flesh trying to change their behaviors their thoughts their concepts their ideas trying to get some love in them but they just weren't going to do it he had to even give consequences that's what the law requires if you do this this happens if you do that that happens that's law we call them blessings and curses because originally he already dealt with this guy named Lucifer who disobeyed him he, there was no law that could save him because he already knew all the law he knew the punishment he got blinded anyway got violent in his heart against this God God says I'm going to deal with you later but not right now I'll send you down there to that new territory earth oh you're going to make a mess and run havoc but I got a plan that I created before you were created we'll take care of you later 
fair and square by the law. In the courtroom, by the law. So sometimes the law waits. But what this God did was, he took his word and he placed it above himself, his name. He had to do that and he has to submit to it. Because if he didn't, you couldn't trust him. You couldn't believe in him. You wouldn't think he was faithful. You couldn't trust the law. You couldn't trust the blessings. You would be always waiting for when's he going to pull the strings. Everything is under law. And he placed law, his word, above himself. And he submits to it even now. If he said the only legal spirit on planet earth that can give orders is a spirit being inside of dirt. Now his original plan was to have the Holy Spirit in there. Guiding the spirit of a human in the spirit realm, controlling that here on earth and in the natural. Well, that didn't quite work out. But Satan took that pattern and said, I'll get one of my guys inside of every human if I can, and I'll just take the place of this God who wanted to be inside of a spirit. And whatever they decide, whatever laws they decide, it's legal. And you can't interfere, God. We see it now with COVID-19. A lot of governors making laws, passing orders, people rising up. All kinds of stuff going on. A lot of your elite, your leaders pass laws, but they and their family do not submit to them. They live differently. They believe, and we hear, they're above the law. And we as Humans don't like it. And everybody goes, well, that ain't right. That's not fair. So what sets in everybody's hearts is, well, I don't want to follow this law either. Why do I have to? So if I can become one of them, a politician, a mighty powerful person, a billionaire or something, government official, I don't have to follow the law that everybody else does. Because that's how flesh and demonics work. But that's not how this God, who developed law, his word, as king. And he did it to keep order and not have chaos in the spirit realm and in this three-part system here. And on the earth. Law is vital. You must study law. You must study its purposes. And he knew. Everything needed law. And his word. Would be law. So he doesn't speak too much. Because when he speaks. It becomes law. If you study kings. They listen. But if they speak, when they're sitting on their throne, they got the crown 
Whatever they say, decree, declare, order is law. You did, you're dead. You may have a boat and go to the new world, it's done. That person's married, that person's divorced, done. Law. You couldn't even come in their presence without them inviting you. Kings were powerful people. They had the backing of the law. They had the backing of the soldiers. So what we're learning in the King and Kingdom series. That you must study law. You must study the word as law. Satan has it. You disobey him. There's consequences. Bad consequences. You think he's a lawless. He's lawless to God's kingdom. Which is submit to him. But he can't. He's all too perverted now. He's totally changed in nature. And he's just a heart of lust and desire. For being a king. Controlling. He couldn't have it in heaven. So he's doing everything he can. To have it down here. But in his kingdom. If you disobey you die. You on the list. You go to expose things he's doing. You're killed and murdered. May look like suicide. You know what suicide is? Self murder. He can go. I didn't touch him. I didn't do it. They did it. They killed themselves. I may have encouraged them. Vexed them. I can do that. I didn't touch them. Law is important to my spirit. It must submit to the law of God. The word of God. My soul must submit to the word of God through the spirit. But my soul has to learn the law and the word. Because it's been living in the flesh and the lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh and the pride of life. That's the law it knows. So it has to die to that law. And be retrained re-educated transformed and learn a new law new words that's the role of the spirit the physical body it just got to be subdued because it just going to do what it wants to do it's got biological chemicals all created by law and you got to get that thing under control you have to be a king spiritually over yourself over your own feelings and your soul and your heart and your past and your memories the word copy love love God and love your neighbor it must be the law of your system you must love yourself must love God must love others Your soul must submit. But it ain't going to want to. You're going to have war. So when we see politicians and leaders and people. They don't follow the speed limit. They don't follow the laws. They beat their wives, their kids. It's against the law to do that. Beat your animals against the law. Drink and drive against the law. Doing illegal drugs. That's against the law. 
Well, then we get down to which law we're going to follow, the state law or the federal law. It's all about laws. That's why a lot of people want the certain kind of judges, because they interpret the law politically. Law is valuable. It's important. And it's words that somebody puts to paper, lifts up high, and it's above the nation. It's above the territories. It's above people's lives. And it will be backed up by the police, by authoritative systems. So this little one of the King and the Kingdom series is about your word is above your name. It's just a beginning. We'll get into more of the law and the word in another one. But I wanted to come to you in my new format, sitting at my door, watching the trees and the sun, Perdido Bay, talking to you instead of standing up. It doesn't hurt my knees so much. It's a whole lot better. So we have to study the word as law. We have to relate it to what's going on on planet Earth. Understand law. And how the word when you speak. For instance, if you say, take a marriage vow. And you vow, give your word before your partner to forsake all others. That is law. You just spoke a law. Now, if you go violate that, you broke the law. Consequences are going to happen. If you tell somebody you're going to call them, you gave your word. That's law. And a lot of things, the handshake was their word given. We give our words all the time. And we break them all the time. We don't realize how our word is law. And how we we just speak casually. We don't mean it. We're lawless creatures. We don't value words. We don't value vows. We don't value law. We just want to do what we want to do. So enjoy this tape. Hope it spurs you to look up how the word of God is law. How it is used as a lamp to guide you. How it will judge you. How you can get blessings and curses out of it. How it's created by speaking. I can create a law for myself by speaking. If I tell somebody I'm going to call them on the telephone. My word becomes a law. If I don't do it, I'm a lawbreaker. My word is untrustworthy, unfaithful. I'm a criminal. I will bring curses to myself. The judgment is set and attached to law. Righteousness or unrighteousness. Blessings or curses. Satan has the same thing in his territory. So learn about word and law. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah, I kind of like this. I look a little better. My hair is messed up today. I washed it, took a shower, but I don't know. I've been typing on Jacob's Ladder. Wonderful story. And I thought I would try this before I go to lunch, see if I like it, see if the light works on the board, see if I look okay. And I hope you enjoy it.
the King and the Kingdom series, your word above your name. Love. Bye. Pastor Deborah. See you next time. Hello again. Pastor Deborah. And I didn't get to pray with you a little while ago when we finished up the King and the Kingdom series. I forgot. I'm sorry. I went to lunch, and if you notice, my hair's different. But I'm back, and I took my sign down. But I'm getting ready to do another recording of Mental Health and the Forever Person. But first, I wanted to pray with you. If you want to have some of those bad words pulled up out of you that have taken and planted themselves deep in your spirit or in your soul and they've got roots of bitterness growing in them and they're all entangled in your soul even in your memories and they just pop up at the trigger point whenever something is stressful and they just act like they are your king They're bad words, and we want to pop them out. We want to pull them up by the roots. So if you would like some of those bad words that have been said to you that are full of curses, not blessings, that this king of those bad words spoke over you through any means in any ways, could be words of death, hopelessness, Words of that you're no good. Words that tell you to be silent and never speak out. Put you on a code of silence. Words of fear. Words that you're ugly. Words that brought shame and dishonor to you. And even words that you thought to yourself. Words that have been ruling and reigning your life. Your emotions and your soul. And they've been producing fruit all your life. Would you like to have those trees, those powerful words of curses and negativity, lack of hope, no joy and love, pulled up by the roots? If so, let's begin. Dear Father, you sent your anointed word, your own agape love, down to the earth and a young man your firstborn he paid a price on a cross he paid a debt that he didn't owe you were in him and you went to the cross yourself you said not only will I pull up all these dead violent cursed words and their trees and their fruit but I will plant new seeds new flowers and trees I will make them a tree of righteousness I will make them a planting of myself I will put new words in them words of beauty and gladness words of joy and happiness I will make them new I will dig up that old nasty soil I will let rivers of living water come into their spirit soul and physical body again 
those places in the physical body that have roots and tangles, tumors, viruses. I will dig them up. And my living water that's filled and will purify all the territory. Father, do your work. You sent your word. You sent your king to take down these enemies, these other words, curses and death, hopelessness, sickness and illness in every area of their life. Pull them up, burn them down, dig up the roots and plant your new seeds love, joy, and peace. And when these roots try to come back, kill them. Replant the soil as you birth anew this child and the land that you, the gardener, desire to be the king and the Lord over. Plant new seeds, new songs in their heart, new words, new life, and new hope. Plant the seeds and the trees of love and joy and peace. Father, do your work that only you can do. And set these little ones free of those ancient words that came out of the mouths of anyone from any realm. Even if they ate the seeds unknowing and took them in. Forgive them, Father. They knew not what they did. The words of the flesh. The words of sin and rebellion. The words of death and fear. Father, dig up all the seeds of ignorance. Pull them down. As you did the walls of Jericho. Let your garden be planted. And let your rivers run free. Take them to beautiful fields, meadows, and regrow them. Replant in them all your words out of your kingdom of love, joy, and peace. And we thank you, Father. And let the word go forth. Let the praises come out of the rocks, the trees out of the spiritual heart let them dance in front of you father as they know they are new now the words have been destroyed the enemy has been defeated by your word the king that you have placed and magnified above your head above your name and the word is love joy and peace Enjoy, little ones. The new trees and plants will grow. You just keep watering, reading the word, believing, and you watch and see what fruit comes from your life. This is Pastor Deborah. Enjoy.